Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of October 3, 2019. We want to start off this week by thanking our listeners who called to let us know they are out there and enjoy the program. Just recently, we've heard from Donna Brown in West Virginia, Sheena Lewis in North Carolina, Margaret Johnson in Arkansas, Nancy Scott in Pennsylvania, and of course, many Kentucky listeners. If you'd like to call and let us know what you enjoy about Soundprints or make a suggestion for a future show, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. We'd love to hear from you. There's a lot of news to share this week. First, Burt Boyer's Celebration of Life was held this past Saturday, September 28, and it was packed. Jim Durst and David West, from Indiana and West Virginia respectively, spoke at the service, and they told lots of Burt stories. Burt hired both of them when he was principal at West Virginia, and they had many great memories to share. A reception at the American Printing House for the Blind followed the service. We regret to report that Norman Ballot passed away yesterday. Norman came to Kentucky many years ago when he married Joan Britt Page, a 1952 graduate of the Kentucky School for the Blind. Norman was from Delaware, where he had served as the head of the Delaware Commission for the Blind. We'll bring you more information as we know it. Friday, September 27, was Jackie Williams' last day at the Kentucky School for the Blind. She resigned her principal position there to join Jefferson County Public Schools. We understand that Martin Munson, Director of Outreach at the Kentucky School for the Blind, is now running the school. The American Printing House for the Blind holds its annual meeting this coming week from October 8 through October 11. On October 10, APH has invited everyone to an event on its front lawn at 1839 Frankfurt Avenue where it will make an announcement concerning a major expansion. No further information is available, so we'll be there to see what's going on. You'll know as soon as we know. The Insights Art Competition is held each year at the American Printing House for the Blind. This is a national juried competition for blind and visually impaired artists throughout the country. One of our members, Ellen Triptinko from Southern Indiana, is a third place winner in this year's competition, and he will be honored at a special dinner on October 11 during the APH annual meeting. The winning piece is an amazing handcrafted wooden bowl made from hundreds of tiny pieces of wood. You'll be hearing more about Alan's one-of-a-kind bowls here on Soundprints because he is donating one to the ACB Radio Holiday Auction. Congratulations to Jeff Tom and Adam Eakin, the winners of the MMS Grand Prizes for this year. Jeff Tom won the 43-inch Toshiba Amazon Fire TV, and Adam won the Amazon Second Generation Echo. Wouldn't you like to win a prize from ACB? Join the monthly monetary support program or increase your monthly donation at any time between now and the end of the 2020 convention in Schaumburg, Illinois, and you'll be eligible to win a fabulous prize like Jeff and Adam did this year. 
For more information on the MMS program, to sign up or to increase your monthly donation, visit ACB's website at acb.org, tap to the Donate Now button, and then tab to the MMS program, or call the ACB office in Minneapolis at 612-332-3242. This announcement was from Jean Mann, the new chair of the ACB MMS committee. Next, from Claire Stanley, Advocacy and Outreach Specialist in the ACB Alexandria office, comes the following announcement. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is taking comments on the upcoming regulations that require silent cars to emit some kind of sound. The agency wants to know if there should be a set number of sounds cars should emit, or if car manufacturers and drivers should have the ability to produce, and select as many sounds as they wish. ACB will be submitting comments by the end of the month, so please let Claire know your thoughts. She would be happy to answer any questions that you may have. Contact Claire Stanley, Advocacy and Outreach Specialist, American Council of the Blind, at 1703 North Beauregard, B-E-A-U-R-E-G-A-R-D, Street, Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia, 22311, or telephone Claire at 202-467-5081, email her at cstanley, S-T-A-N-L-E-Y, at acb.org. And then there are two announcements from the Kentucky Council of the Blind. First, KCB is proud to announce a great opportunity for its members. We will award up to $500 to assist members with purchasing assistive technology devices or services. Whether it's a computer or other electronic device, software, or subscription service, KCB may be able to help you through its grant program. Please note that only new items will be considered for a grant and all applications are due by October 15, 2019. Grants will be awarded to visually impaired Kentuckians who have been members of the Kentucky Council of the Blind in good standing for at least the previous nine months. All recipients of KCB grants are required to demonstrate the purchased item or describe the device or service, including how well it works, its usefulness to a blind person, whether he or she would recommend it to other blind and low vision people, etc., at a meeting of the Kentucky Council of the Blind membership or chapter. Grant recipients shall be required to attend the KCB State Convention in the fall unless reasonable circumstances prevent them from doing so. Any purchase made prior to grant application is not eligible for the grant. No person shall be eligible to be awarded more than one grant within a three-year period of time, and KCB will match up to 50% of the purchase cost of a product or service up to the total amount allocated by the KCB Board of Directors. The total of grants awarded is not to exceed $500 annually. Annual award, award recipients will be responsible for providing the remaining portion for such products or services. For more information,
For more information, contact the KCB Scholarship and Tech Grant Chair, Matt Selm, at 859-802-1358 or email Matt at mpselm, S-E-L-M, at gmail.com. The 2019 Kentucky Council of the Blind Conference and Convention will be held on November 15 and 16 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. The theme is KCB in the Spotlight. Join us for a weekend of movie fun filled with exhibits, information-packed general and concurrent sessions, delicious food, and amazing friends. Hotel accommodations will be available at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. The room rate is $79 a night, plus tax for up to four people in a room. KCB will provide Uber and Lyft transportation upon request between the hotel and UCHM. KCB will also provide a $75 travel stipend for individual members who attend from outside the Metropolitan Louisville area. And the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind is offering a $25 stipend for members who attend the convention from within the Louisville area. To be eligible for the stipend, individuals must attend both days of the convention. Pre-registration prices are as follows. A two-day pass is $50 per person and includes four meals, Friday and Saturday lunch, Friday and Saturday dinner, as well as all programs and activities. A one-day pass, including meals and activities for either Friday or Saturday, is $35, and a basic registration is available for $10 along with individual meal tickets. For more information, contact the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. Larry Turnbull has been the Managing Director of ACB Radio for many years. He joined ACB Radio prior to becoming the Managing Director, and Rachel Schroeder, currently President of the Illinois Council of the Blind, talks with me on page 2 about how Larry is doing as he recovers from an extended illness, and she and I also chat about the many things Larry has done at ACB Radio over the past 15 years. On page 3, hear about new accessibility features in the Yahoo Finance app and find out how cashews are grown. And on page 4 is the Soundprints calendar. Page 2 speaking with Rachel Schroeder. Rachel lives in Springfield, Illinois, and many of you know Rachel from uh, the programs on ACB radio that she's done in the past and sometimes done convention broadcasts with Larry Turnbull and just many different things over the years. And Rachel is currently the president of the Illinois Council of the Blind. But most importantly for today's conversation, um, Rachel and I are going to chat about uh, how Larry Turnbull's doing. Rachel, we're so glad you're with us on Soundprints today. Hi, Carla. Thanks for having me. Uh, a few months ago, 
um, well, actually, right around the convention, Larry was having some medical issues, and after the convention, had some really extensive, serious surgery, and um, we've all been really, really worried about Larry and wanting to know how he's doing. And Rachel, today, you posted a very nice message that brought us up to date some on how Larry is, and... Uh, we just want to talk about how he's doing, and also just make sure everybody knows some of the some of the really cool things that Larry's done over the years. So, um, I'll let you just tell us about how things are. Okay, yeah. Before the convention, um, Larry had shared with the board that he was going through some medical issues that he was going to need to get taken care of after the convention, um, and he. I think to to the uh, I don't know how do I say everybody was really concerned enough about him, you know, saying, "Well, go ahead and just get those taken care of now." Oh well, he says, "I'll be fine until after the convention. I'll be okay. I'll be okay." And that's how Larry is, you know. Yes. Work and friends come first, and he's going to do everything he can to make things happen that need to happen, you know, for the organization and for other people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he did manage to get through the convention. It was difficult for him, um, but he did manage to get through. And um, about a couple weeks after that, um, he had surgery scheduled. Um, but uh, prior to surgery, he ended up going into the hospital because he wasn't feeling right. So, um, you know, he went into the hospital and they... Um, you know, got everything kind of stabilized to the point where they were felt comfortable doing surgery. And basically he had a benign brain tumor. So, um, you know, fortunately it wasn't anything cancerous, but, you know, when you're talking about anything to do with the brain, you know, brain, essentially it was like a brain injury. Um, mm. <clears throat> you know, you basically have to get the tumor out and let the brain heal. Sure. And that's basically where he is now. They had an extremely long surgery. Uh, several of us that live here in the Springfield area, um, were, we ended up staying up until the late hours of night to uh, wait for, for good results, but he had been out of surgery. And, and we did that, and he came out fine. Um, but uh, he's, he's been kind of slow and steady progress um, since his surgery in August, um, again, because it is a basically considered a brain injury. They just have to wait for the brain to heal. Wow. He's been in the hospital this whole time. He has been in the hospital, um, Mm. but he is, uh, you know, for for the longest time, he was pretty much, you know, sleeping a lot and just trying to let himself heal. Um, That was probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He'd converse with us, and then, you know, we'd say something to him, and he'd drift off to sleep, and it's like, okay, he's out. You know, um, which is a good thing. You know, of course, you don't hold that against him at all. You know, that's no. what his body needed to do. So, right. um, but he is awake more. He's he's been consistently getting tubes taken off and medications taken out of the loop and you know out of the mix. And so he's consistently been making progress. He had some weakness as a result of of what had happened, but basically the, the tumor was um, pushing on his brain and he had some weakness on the left side as a result. So that's kind of where he is now, trying to recover from that and, and gain some strength back. 
in his left side. So, um, you know, he's conversing. He's uh, We got him a, an iPod touch, and he's got that with him, and he's listening to some of his favorite streams. I set those up for him, and, um, you know, we've got friends that have stopped by. You know, he's he's a DIY-type person, as you know from his, his show, so he's been watching a lot of HDTV. So I imagine that, uh, you know, when he gets back to full force, he's going to have a lot of new ideas to try out. It, he'll get home when he's well, and the first thing he'll do is put a new roof on his house. Yeah, pretty much. That's Larry. <laughs> but he is going um, later on this week. Um, he is getting out of the hospital um, to a more traditional rehab situation um, where they're going to be getting him up, getting him uh, walking, and getting him using his left side uh, to really strengthen that. Mm-hmm. And that's really the main thing that he's got left to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's, it's just a slow process. and you know, painful process for somebody like Larry who's not used to be down and having to have so much assistance, you know. it's mm-hmm. It's been a, a quite a ride for him, and he's certainly nothing that uh, all of us expected either, but you just never know with these kind of situations. You know, this he really came out well in all of this. This could have been a much more serious situation. You know, you don't know until you get in there with the surgery what you're dealing with, and all the doctors have been very um, happy with the progress and very happy with the way surgery turned out. So, you know, now it's just going to wait for his body to catch up and heal. Well, we don't know how long he's going to be in, in right. rehab, but uh, I imagine with him it probably won't be too long. <laughs> well, and that can be a slow process. When you're trying to retrain, um, you know, it, it's, been, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's been a long time. I mean, a long time being, you know, a month, two months, whatever. Um, and, and you know, your body has to have time for retraining, and sometimes it's going to take its time. And it, um, oh, you can't always just say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be ready to go out and run a marathon next week and, and expect it to happen. He asked me last week if I would help him get up, and I'm like, um, Larry, uh, this isn't going to work. I can't carry you <laughs> as much as I would love to. Yeah. Um, if you fall, I can't pick you up. So, yeah. you know, to, to, to he didn't he didn't like to hear that answer, but you know he knew that that, that was really kind yeah. of a situation yeah. that couldn't quite happen just yet. I, I think that um, one thing that is really really um, important. Is, is for us to recognize the things that, uh, you know, over the years, the, par- the part that Larry has played as it relates to, especially the part that, that, um, that we as listeners out here see, and that's the ACB radio side. I mean, doing IT things and stuff, keeping the server up and going and all that stuff, that's behind the scenes. But uh, there's been a lot of us out here that listen to mainstream or, um, you know, interactive or cafe or whatever, and uh, and ACB radio over the years has just started out as as one type of service, and it's kind of morphed and changed. And you know, that's been about twenty years. Well, Larry's been involved what about ten of those I can years? Tell you exactly how long he and I started in two thousand four. Ah, and from my dining room table. <laughs> oh, he was. He was living with me at the time mm-hmm. in Orlando, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and we had um, just decided, you know, we had talked to a friend of ours that had been involved in ACB radio, and, you know, being kind of radio freaks as we are, we kind of thought, well, this would be kind of fun. So Larry and I have known each other since um, junior high school, mm-hmm. and so we decided, you know, that'd be kind of fun. Let's get involved, and we'll do a show together. So we started out, and we did a show literally from my dining room table called Anything Goes on Thursday nights, and it was just all, well, really, anything, rock, pop, dance, soul, you know, whatever people felt like hearing, whatever we felt like hearing, and a lot of interaction with the listeners. And, you know, we just really got into it, and um, we threw ourselves into a fire at the 2004 convention and ran around to uh, to help out with mainstream and help out with interactive, and many a day between the first several conventions, we went to uh, rolling laptop bags around from one end of the hotel oh, to the yeah. other and mm-hmm. getting on the air and running it at, at, you know, 96K if we were lucky on a modem-type street right. to get things on the air. Mm-hmm. So um, through all that, people saw a talent that I had already seen in Larry that was he really has a knack for doing IT and fixing things and troubleshooting things and, and, you know, having had a computer background, um, you know, that served him well, you know, and add the on-air and the radio thing, that was just kind of an added bonus, you know, that he really liked to do that. So he kind of mixed the two together and found himself in a position of um, really working and, and he and I both doing a lot for ACB radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continued doing a show for a while and then I moved to Illinois and he took another job. He was in Orlando. He worked full time, but he continued the show on. And at that point, uh, they were looking for a director of ACB radio. I don't have all the details, but obviously he applied and got the position. Mm-hmm. And um, so for the last several years, I can't remember exactly when he started that position, but he's done, uh, he's managed ACB radio. You know, of course, you mentioned this various streams. Um, the, the stream count went up, I think, from four to six while he was managing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also, ACB found, uh, the, he also had the talents of doing a lot of IT stuff. So he just decided, you know, yeah, we'll go ahead and throw in a little IT. Or maybe go ahead and throw in a lot of IT. So, <laughs> uh, so he did that. And um, it just kind of went from there. And, and um, you know, he's been involved doing a show on ACB radio throughout. I kind of branched off. I got busy with a full-time job and a little girl. And so I don't get to do as much ACB radio anymore as I, I had. But I've always kind of kept into it a little bit. And I've had some other side radio jobs. Um, here in Springfield and on some other affiliates that I've done. Um, but my involvement in ACB radio hasn't been quite as much. But, you know, Larry's been consistent throughout, and, and I've supported him all the way. And, um, you know, he's, as, as have so many people, um, supported him all the way through everything that he's done from, um, you know, helping to get streams on the air, helping out with affiliates that wanted to broadcast, um, anytime an affiliate had a convention, you know, he was back here in Springfield monitoring and making sure the streams were on. Any a number of times we would be out or we would be sitting around chatting and he'd get his phone and get his computer and go check the streams, make sure they're all on the air. So very conscientious of 
what his responsibilities were for ACB and ACB radio. And his work never stopped. You know, he was one of these people. Well, it still is, <laughs> but he's had to take a little bit of a break. But before the injury, anyway, um, he was one of these people that that totally was a, felt like he was on 24-7 and was there 24-7 if anybody ever needed anything. I've got to tell you a couple of Larry's stories. Uh, when we started the the radio auction, um, the radio auction's always been broadcast from here in Louisville. And at the time that we started the radio auction, Sound Prince was um, produced at one of the then Clear Channel stations here in town. Um, but Clear Channel then became iHeart. iHeart? Yeah, but one and the same. And yep. we were using their studio for the holiday auction. And they, uh, we had, they had a producer over there who volunteered his time, and they let us use their studio and their Internet for um, just a very, just a token um, amount. And Larry came. He came the first couple of years that we were doing the auction. He, he flew into Louisville. Um, but the first year he came, and he was working on it. And afterwards, sometime after that, I asked, well, how much did we wind up making on the auction? And, um, and Lane Waters gave me the total. I said, no, no, it shouldn't be that much uh, because... Um, I said, we're missing something. And he says, well, Larry never submitted his travel. And that was just Larry, you know. He said, I asked him, and he said, no, that was his contribution. And and so, you know, that that was Larry. Um, A couple of years later, we... He had come in um, two or three years in a row, and then... um, we wound up changing so he didn't have to come, but it wasn't because we had planned it. He called me up. The auction was supposed to happen on a Sunday, and on a Saturday morning, I get a call from Larry, and the Saturday before the auction, day before, and he says, uh, we have a problem because I'm not going to be able to come. And I said, why? And he said, well, I've been in the hospital, and I have kidney stones. And I'm going, oh, holy smoke. And so so we start working around to figure out how we're going to broadcast that. And so that was enter um, Michael McCarty to help out with the radio storm. And, you know, he, um, they, they got it all worked out and everything. And so after that, we, that meant that we didn't have to have Larry come in. But Larry still, you know, played that part of making sure we stayed on the air but that one that first time and then the one where he was just so oh, we just got there's got to be a way to make this happen because i'm in the hospital and i'm thinking you know a lot of people just wouldn't have even they just said oh i hurt so bad i i can't even think about the holiday auction but then there's another larry story and that to me just says how the guy was often just right there you know i mean sure there's times he said i don't know you know he's he he wasn't there you know at this particular time but i'm telling you most of the time you could call him up and he would he'd he'd say oh let's see what i can do here well so at our roundabouts we have a 
an activity called a roundabout every Friday. And we and the Greater Louisville Council's been doing this like five years. So at one of those, I don't know, two or three maybe it was two years ago, something like that. About ten thirty at night, we're all finishing up, getting ready to go home, and my phone rings and somebody says, Oh, the KCB website is down. Well Larry um, has helped out for a number of years with the website, just doing the behind-the-scenes stuff. He wasn't writing and posting things, but he created that website. He helped create the Sound Prince podcast, and any time there was big trouble, you know, Larry would help us out. And so this one night, you know, oh, the, the, the website's down. And I thought, oh, it's probably just something simple. And so, but I knew Larry had been on the air that night on, I think it's Interact, or I'm not sure. He'd been on one of the streams, and he'd just gone off. And so, you know, his his show had gone off around 10. And and so I I said, well, he's still up. I'll call him. So he answers, and he says, well, let me check this out. There shouldn't be a problem. And he checks, and there were some big problems. And uh, so... Rachel, it was 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the morning, and Larry and I were on the phone back and forth, um, and he was fixing that problem. Now, he could have easily said to me, you know, I'll look at this on Monday, but I'm busy this weekend. I just can't get to this. But that was kind of Larry, you know. Um, I'll see if I can fix this. I'll see if I can, can make this happen. And there were times that he was busy. Um, and just could not get to what you wanted to have done. But that kind of thing, and and also, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but, you know, we've been doing Soundprints podcasts for six years, since 2013. And um, and Larry set those up. And uh, when, and to post those, we've also, of course, been on mainstream all that time. Well, All that time, actually, we were putting our program up on mainstream long before that. And Larry would go and pull it down from our site. Now, all this time, I guess really a total of 11 or 12 years, you know, I know other broadcasters on ACB radio were placing their information somewhere great and wonderful out in ACB radio land. But I didn't know that much about all that stuff. <laughs> so I'd say, Larry, tell me, how should I be posting this sandwich? Oh, don't worry about it. I'll just come and get it off your FTP site. Or once the podcast began, well, just don't worry about that. I know other people are putting it in Dropbox or whatever. I just have a hard time with Dropbox. And he said, well, that's all right. I'll just come and get it. And, you know, every week since... 2013, I would call him on Sunday night, and sometimes it was pretty darn close to when it was supposed to go on the air. And I would say, Larry, Sound Prince is posted, and it would even be just sometimes left as a message. But all except for the very extreme cases, or where he might have gone to a concert or something and he wasn't even home, that program would get posted. And only after the convention, after he was ill, in the hospital, and so on, have I learned to do the Dropbox thing. 
And I'm still not very good at it, but I'm really <laughs> grateful to have learned. But and and that's just fine. But you know, he just kind of, he would kind of just uh, you know walk you along, and and it was like, oh, don't worry about it. I can just pull this down. It won't take me very much time to do that. And that's exactly what has been happening all these years. I know. I was with him a lot of times when you'd call, and we'd joke around, oh, Carla's calling, before we'd even know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and we were always so bad. And sometimes we were really, really bad about getting things done. And, you know, part of it is it's because he never cracked the whip and said, you absolutely have got to get this up here by X time, or you forget this is not going to be posted. He would never do that. And mm-hmm. and unfortunately, sometimes we took a little advantage of that. Sometimes it was because we really had had disaster strike. But sometimes it was because he didn't, he, he just would let us do our thing. And, I mean, the guy was, that's just how he was. Oh yeah, so. yeah. He uh, to, to at his expense of sleep and who knows what else. Mm-hmm. You know, there were often times. I remember one time we were at I think it was an ICB convention. Mm-hmm. Um, he was still doing his full time job in Orlando at that time, and mm-hmm. we had talked to him about broadcasting ICB ICB convention, and he came up and we were going to make a weekend out of it in addition to that, and so. Next thing I know, in the middle of the night, prior to one of the days, something happened at work. And he's on the computer in the middle of the night um, working on his day job stuff yeah. while he's going to be broadcasting at the convention. That's just that's just how Larry is. And, mm-hmm. and I had to kind of, on occasion, even though, you know, he's done a lot for me as well, you know, anything mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. I need, he's always there to help out with. Um, but there were a few times I said, okay, Larry. I said, okay, you need to just take a down day, yeah. you know, and I, I kind of had to be that other side sometimes, like, do you realize you haven't taken any time off in however long, you know, yeah. and, and you know, I think we all have to do that for each other, because I know yeah. I have to have people do that for me, and it's only when I t- actually take downtime, I know, I'm one to talk, but <laughs> it's only when I actually take downtime do I realize, wow, I really needed that time, you know, and uh, you don't realize it unless somebody you know, that is not doing what you're doing at the time, says, hey, you need yeah. to take a break, and, you know, and we whatever all, is going on can yeah. wait, you know. Yeah, and we all have our little quirks. And oh, yeah. I am, I'll tell you, I am a terrible procrastinator. So, um, needless to say, um, you know, Larry would tend to, you know, he'd, he worked on whatever was on the front burner right now. And I used to get so tickled, I would call, and I'd say, Larry, could you set this up for me, or could you do this or that? And he'd say, oh, yes. And so after a couple of weeks, I'd go back, and Larry, did you? could you possibly do so? Oh, I was just getting ready to work on that. And I, I'd, I'd think to myself, yeah, Larry, just like me, I'm just getting ready to do whatever it is. <laughs> oh, you know. But that's how I, you are. That's how some yeah. of us are, you know. And, and I say this. In, in a very positive way, you know, yeah. kind of yeah. kind of joking. He is a meticulous, you know, one-task person. You know, kind of a, I jokingly say, a typical guy. You know, he works on one task, yeah. 
And Adam's going to kill me for that comment, I know. But um, he works on one task and gets it done and gets it right and then works on the next one. You know, where sometimes I'm like, you know, being president of ICB, I've got him working on other stuff. I'm like, Larry, I really need you to do this. And why are you doing that? I need you to do this. And, you know, because I'm, I'm such – I'm trying to such, be a multitasker, you know. Right. So right. It, it, we always kind of joked around about that, that, yeah. you know, that's no fault. That's just – you know how Larry works, and it's a good quality to have. Right. You know, but it was always something we would joke about. Right. You know that he would get something, work on something, get it done, and get it done right, right. and then he'd move on to the next thing. Right. You know. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you taking time to talk with us today. Absolutely. I think people are, you know, are really concerned and really interested in how he's doing. And you know, I mean, I, it, it's a, a good kind of in ACB. You know, everybody is, it, a lot of people, you know, it's like a big family, and Absolutely. and people really do want to know how people are doing, and so I'm just so glad you took some time to talk to me today. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, I know I know people have been asking, and, and I haven't always been as quick to, to jump on that as I, you know, like to, but, um, you know, he, I, I did talk to him yesterday, um, I visited him yesterday, and mm-hmm. he really is appreciative of all the prayers and the thoughts and the well wishes and you know that's really what encourages yes. and carries them through you know because yes. he knows that everybody's out there you know keeping him in their thoughts and prayers and really wanting him to recover and we all want to see him back no you know he's going to be back involved in acb i have no doubt about that um mm-hmm. he certainly is um still a big part of icb as well so mm-hmm. um you know, we we definitely will be hearing from him one way or another um, yeah. once he recovers. And even, you know, maybe as he gets to the point of being able to do a little bit more with, um, you know, communication mm-hmm. uh, devices with, you know, the phone and, and right. all that, because he doesn't really have access to that stuff right at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, he'll maybe reach out to people as well. But right. Yeah, right. he'll he'll be back, and okay. you know, I I know he's determined. So good. Um, good. We'll keep you posted. As soon as I know something further, I'll certainly let everybody know. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Page three, around the internet. This first article was posted on Monday, September 30, and is entitled "Yahoo Finance App." makes charts accessible to the blind. This article appeared on MediaPost.com. Yahoo Finance is making its stock charts on iOS and Android apps accessible to the blind and visually impaired. It went live yesterday. Verizon Media's accessibility team partnered with Yahoo Finance to develop a tool to allow anyone using the app and their device's screen reader to get that information. Quote, This project is a huge leap forward in ensuring the insights available to sighted users with a quick glance at a financial graph are as accessible for people with vision impairment. Joanna Lambert, General Manager of Finance, Tech, Autos, and Membership at Verizon Media, told Publishers Daily, 
With investment and innovation in this area, we have strengthened our commitment to not just being accessible, but truly useful for all, she added. The tool uses a combination of speech synthesis, musical tones, and haptics to communicate visual information on Yahoo Finance through sound and touch, according to Larry Goldberg, head of accessibility at Verizon Media. Quote, when the user first lands on the chart, they have to hear a short summary to orient them to the chart, including the ticker, time horizon, previous close price, highest and lowest points on the chart, Goldberg said. The user can then explore the chart by swiping forward or backward to hear data points. They can double tap and hold to drag through the chart to hear the data points under their finger. Quote, musical tones will play to indicate the change in values, trending higher or lower, and haptics can be felt indicating unique data points, Goldberg added. Quote, this is a passion project for me, Sukriti Chada, S-U-K-R-I-T-I-C-H-A-D-H-A, Software Apps Engineer Product Manager at Yahoo Finance said. When my dad lost vision in one of his eyes, I was inspired to take on the big challenge to make visual charts accessible to people who are blind or have limited vision. Chada's father tested the demo and was able to understand the chart data just moments after using the app. It was a special moment for me, personally and professionally. Verizon Media's Accessibility Lab aims to make its own products and brands accessible to all. Yahoo Finance's eight hours of live streaming has real-time captioning, and apps like Yahoo Mail and Yahoo Fantasy are screen reader optimized. Verizon Media says it can help advertisers reach a more diverse audience with captioned ad products. I found the following article while reading my All Recipes email list one day. This is entitled, Where the Heck Do Cashews Come From? The author is Lindsay Lowe. Ever wonder where cashews come from? You might think they grow inside a shell like any other nut, but their true origins are far more bizarre. First of all, cashews are not actually nuts, but rather fruits from the cashew tree, a large evergreen that thrives in tropical climates. The tree produces red flowers, which in turn produce yellow and red oval structures resembling apples. These so-called cashew apples are very juicy and pulpy, and their fruit is often added to tropical fruit drinks. However, cashew apples are not actually fruits in a scientific sense. The real fruit of the cashew tree is the kidney-shaped formation growing at the end. These fruits, also called drupes, D-R-U-P-E-S, are harvested and become what we know as a cashew nut. In their raw form, the outer layer of the fruit contains multiple toxins, including anacardic acid, a powerful skin irritant similar to the toxin found in poison ivy, that must be removed prior to eating. Roasting the cashews destroys the toxins, but roasting must be performed carefully outdoors because the smoke can irritate the lungs, sometimes to a life-threatening degree. When they are roasted, cashews change from their natural greenish-gray color to the light brown nut, 
sold in stores. Next time you crack open a tin of cashews, take a moment to appreciate the long journey those little C-shaped nuts took from the tree to your table. APH's Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Send to Braille is a free tool for creating a Braille file quickly in Windows. It adds a shortcut to your Send to Folder menu. Once installed, simply point to a file, right-click, select Send to, select Braille, to create a quick Braille file instantly. Download Send to Braille from the American Printing House for the Blind at tech.aph.org lt. Page 4, The Sound Prince Calendar. On October 3, the American Council of Blind Lions will hold its monthly conference call meeting. This is an excellent opportunity to share ideas about how to be involved in local clubs. At 9 p.m. Eastern Time, call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On October 4 will be the first GLCB roundabout of the month. Education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion time 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, $6 a person. And after dinner, we'll be playing a number of games, including Bunko, from 7 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville, sign up by calling 502-895-4598. October 6 is the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Committee meetings. The Advocacy Committee meets at 7 p.m. Eastern, and the Education, Activities, and Technology Committee meets at 8. If you'd like to participate, call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. Also, on October 6 will be a meeting of ACB families at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The speaker will be from Speak to Me catalog. You can participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and entering code 796096. On October 7, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired will hold a program committee meeting at 7 p.m. Central Time on the Zoom line at 669-900-6833, enter code 3572 595193. On October 8, Savvy will have its monthly membership meeting from 1 to 3 Central Time at the Wesleyan Heights United Methodist Church, 1215 Sherm Road in Owensboro. For more information, call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. On October 8, there will also be a Savvy Board Meeting at 7 p.m. Central Time. Join by conference call at 669-900-6833 and enter 3572-595-193.
On October 9, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its monthly telephone meeting at 7 p.m. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155619. For more information about NKCB, call 859-781-7369. On October 9, KCB PR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m., dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On October 10, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have a support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information about the KCCLV support groups, call 502 8954598 on October 11 GLCB will hold its roundabout education and technology 3:30 to 5 discussion 5 to 6 dinner 6 to 7 bargain table 7 p.m. bingo $2 a person 7:30 to 9:30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville call 502-895-4598 to register October 12 the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its monthly board meeting at 11 a.m. by conference call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On October 13, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation chapter will meet by phone at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On October 16, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites you to a telephone support group meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On October 18, the GLCB Roundabout will Include education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, games and crafts, and possibly music from 7 to 9.30. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 895-4598 to sign up. On October 20, ACB families will have a support group meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The phone number is 712-432-3900 and the code is 796096. On October 21, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its monthly board meeting at 8 p.m. by phone. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On October 26, there will be a Halloween mask-making Workshop at the American Printing House for the Blind, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Masks have been a part of many cultures throughout history. They are useful for hiding identities, but also for inciting fear or awe or other emotions. Sighted people tend to depend on the visual for their effects, but textures and shapes can convey emotions as well. Museum staff will guide participants of all ages and abilities as they make scary or 
friendly Halloween masks and headdresses using tactile materials. Free, but registration is required. Ages 6 and up at the APH Museum in Louisville. Call 502-899-2213 for more information and to sign up. On October 27, the KSB Alumni Association will hold its October board meeting by telephone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On November 15 and 16, the Kentucky Council of the Blind invites you to attend our statewide conference and convention. Enjoy workshops, programs, exhibits, food, and friends at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Lodging will be available at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. You can make reservations now by calling the Ramada at 502-897-5101. Room rates are $79 per night for up to four people in the room. This rate does not include tax. KCB will provide transportation between the Ramada and UCHM by Uber and Lyft upon request. In December, the Christmas with the Council Party, sponsored by four KCB chapters, including Tri-State Library users, Guide Dog users of Kentuckiana, KCB Next Generation, and the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, will be held on Saturday, December 7, at United Crescent Hill Ministries. More details at a later date. On December 8, the 8th Annual ACB Radio Holiday Auction will begin at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll be able to listen on ACB Radio and participate by Zoom. Listen for more details coming soon. And finally, July 3 through 10 will be the 59th Annual Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Join us in Schaumburg, Illinois, and be prepared to enjoy exhibits, workshops, programs, tours, and many fun activities. Room rates at the Renaissance Schaumburg Convention Center Hotel are $94 per night for up to four people in a room, plus 15% tax. For reservations, call 800-468-3571. This is a central reservations number, so please indicate you are with the American Council of the Blind 2020 Conference and Convention at the Renaissance Hotel in Schaumburg, Illinois. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.